The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father buying the holy toast. Ah, hello and welcome to Fofop. Uh, it's the very first episode. Is it recording, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our guest, uh, Charlie Clawson. I'll explain a bit what that means. Hello. Uh, in a minute is Dave Anthony. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, you might know him from his Walking in the Room uh, podcast. Oh, very, very famous. Uh, what other things would they know you from? If if they if they were shit. Like if they were in America, like you, what like would they know you, you from? Looked at my resume. Yeah. What would it be? Yeah. Okay, I've done. If I had to introduce you at a comedy club, like if we've just okay. met, and I'm like, what are your credits, man? But like, a guy came over, uh, I was at the Improv two nights ago, and he said, what are your credits? And I said, I've been on Jimmy Kimmel and Comedy Central. But I haven't, like when you say Comedy Central, I was on Comedy Central once, with something that never repeats. I did a, I did a uh, USO show for the soldiers. Right. So it was just a one-time shot, never aired again. So when I say Comedy Central, people think, oh, he's done a half hour. Yeah, he's done a special. So it's like a... But, yeah. it's the but truth. you're not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's why I don't say a special. Yeah. I just say Comedy Central. It's okay so then, now. This is, this is not Oprah and Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you can have your own version of the truth. So then the guy went on stage and said, you've seen him on, you've seen him on HBO, Dave Anthony. Oh, all <laughs> right. Look, like, okay, I got upgraded. Okay. So apparently I've been on HBO. Well, that, that's uh, so his fault, though. I've done The Late Show before it was Craig Ferguson. So who was the host of The Late Show? Craig Kilborn. Okay, right. And they asked me to come back, but they wanted they wanted me to be so clean. I won't, like, change my act so much that I then don't like what I'm doing. So they wanted me to be so clean. Well, it's a hard thing, like, if you go on television. The thing that someone said to me early on is, you can change your act to go on television, but then you've got to realize... That at some stage you're going to have to either change your act live, uh-huh. or people are going to come to your act live who are not going to like your act. They're not going to like your act at all. <laughs> they're going to think your like, act is the, terrible. What the fuck is this? And I'd rather someone not like me when I'm on television and they're at their house, yeah. than someone not like me when we're in the same place in the club. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm totally 100 with you. Yeah. So, uh, so they wanted me to come back. Like they were like, we'd like him to be regular, and then they told me what their parameters were, and I said right. I can't. So I haven't been back. Uh, and then I did Kimmel, which was fine. Horrible uh, audience. It's a really hard audience. It's like very far away from you. Right. And they're not really interested. They're, they're like looking around. And during my set, <laughs> one of the cameramen yelled, shut the fuck up to someone in the audience. Who Are you serious? Talking. Yeah. I mean, it was just spectacular. It was like doing a comedy concert. <laughs> and I was like, they literally had people paying their checks. It's like, You're like, like this is a free show. <laughs> Free show. Why is the checks I, going around? The I room? always, in my head, I always, in my my memory is that there was like sawdust on the floor, and it was like almost like a cowboy comedy club. Like, right. It was just. Very was there weird. any chance you weren't on Jimmy Kimmel? Was there what? You were like at a biker club. Or uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. No, because en- Enrique Iglesias was there, and he was a very <laughs> nice man. And I don't think right? Enrique Iglesias would be at a right. bad comedy show in a in a, co- a cowboy it's, bar it's fair to say that they're perhaps a bit more Enrique's crowd than your crowd I would say so yeah, yeah. very much <laughs> <laughs> 
So, okay, yeah, so you might have seen our next act if you're a big and Reiki and Glacius yes, fan. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so then I did that, and then I haven't done television since because I haven't pursued it at all. Mm -hmm. I used to, the guy who used to book Letterman, who now has gotten fired, was always like, "Hey, I want to see your set. I want to see it." And said, "I didn't. I have never liked my comedy. I've never wanted my comedy to be on television until now. I'm fine with it. Does yeah. that make sense? That makes complete sense. I took a very long time to find my voice. Yeah. We talked about that off earlier, off mic. So, uh, so I've done that, and then I, I started acting, and I've started getting a bunch of The Office, and I'm going to be on Mark Maron's show. Uh, are you? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm um, in an episode. I get and it's my first like co-star of an episode. I usually do guest stars, which is like a you know upgrade. I've done. Uh, I just I'm, I'm going to be on sixteen hundred pen, which is a show that is not doing well now. But this is like I've seen the posters and like more sixteen hundred pen. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not one to. Mm -hmm. uh, I was about to say I'm not one to judge an entire series sure. by a poster. Sure. But I'm exactly but. that person. <laughs> that is exactly the sort of person I am. Okay. What are your now I. I have no, I had no feelings about it because I didn't really know about it before. I yeah. was just called an audition, and I had no idea what it was. And I went and I did it. And I know when you do something, and you're in it, you're like, "Well, this is fun." Yeah, right. And but often people are like, "Oh, it's great. We have a great time." Then it all sucks. I know one of the showrunners. He's a great, smart guy. He was on Ray Romano. He wrote on that show, and he yep. wrote uh, Men of a Certain Age, which is a really good show, well written. So. I respect them, and then the lead guy, the Josh uh, Goad, I think his name is Josh, whatever. He was in um, the Mormon uh, Broadway show, oh, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's an amazing actor. Yeah. So I was like watching him, going, "Oh fuck, this guy's great." Yeah. So. But then I'd be watching the ratings, and they started here, and they're slowly going down and down and down. Well, this is the thing. I, I have no sense of this show, and knew nothing about it until I like came here and saw the giant posters. And that's all you've right? seen is the posters. That, that's all I've seen sure. is the posters. And that's fair, that's fair enough to go off of, because yeah. when I saw the shows, the posters for Whitney's show, yeah. I said, I'm never, I never want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that yeah. might have been your opinion, no matter what the posters it's were. It's a like. lot of shows. But yeah. It's 99% of shows. <laughs> but yeah, they're very much like, I mean, obviously it's, uh, you know, it's like a, a first family comedy. Is that what it is? Is that a first? Yeah. So it's the president and then I believe it's his, it's his son from another marriage. Right. Or, or just a son that he had out of, you know, before he was married. Yeah. So it's like the prim and proper good family and then the crazy son. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Who gets into all kinds of hijinks? Yeah. Well, because it's going. It's going. Well, you know that from the poster. Yeah. It oh, has a very because he, he's like bursting out. Yeah, he's bursting. Yeah, out. <laughs> he's bursting out. Crazy. You can just you yeah. can smell the wackiness that will ensue. Uh huh. Yeah. There's hijinks yeah. all over the poster, so there's a bit of that, but also in an environment where I guess like you know there's been shows like The West Wing and like the right. way that you see like the the first family represented on television is, is normally done. Even like when they made Veep with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, which I haven't a, seen either, but I hear it's, it's great. I hear it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Armando Inucci, who did In the Thick of It, which is that amazing British political se series, did it. He's oh, like geez. a really, yeah. really, really funny guy. You oh, know? Did he do Veep? Yeah. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like, it's I great. I love what he does. And, yeah. and it's fantastic, and it's got done seriously, but clearly mm -hmm. like as a parody for laughs, yeah. you know? But this one... Just says, here comes the comedy. <laughs> like, do you mean it? Like, I know. if I can say this in a respectful uh, way to everybody that I'm going to mention in this yes. example, it just feels like Chris Farley has risen from the dead, and that's a poster for his new movie. <laughs> like, somehow, <laughs> Chris Farley's dad has become president. Oh, like, that's what. 
know. You know, and it's like that new movie. That's yeah. what it feels like. I know. I don't know. I, you know. Like I said, I haven't do seen it. Do people want to know about the wacky adventures that are going on in the White House? I would be my. I think they do. I do think, they? I think people would love to know about the crazy. No. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what people want. People don't even want to think that the president is an idiot, do they? No, but the, I don't think the president is an idiot. Oh, right. I think the president and everyone plays it very straight. Yeah, right. Except the crazy stepson. Oh, the crazy stepson. Well, I maybe, see, is... see, maybe it's better than the boast of promises. <laughs> That they can, they can quote that on the poster if they want from me. Will Anderson. Possibly put better, possibly possibly better, better than, than the than poster. This. He, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's on NBC, so it's like making a show in my living room. Like, no one's watching. So who knows? It could be one of those shows, like, Whitney does terrible, but they just keep it on the air because they want to save face because they've wasted so much money on advertising. Well, with your, with your uh, uh, stand-up, though, because you're about to record your stand-up special. That's right. We're on the... Eat, we're on the we're going into the last uh, seven days. Yeah, in fact, probably by the time people hear this, yeah, it'll be, it, it it'll will be, have already happened. Yeah, not not dropped yet, but it will have happened. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what are you recording? Thirty minutes? Is that how it works? No, I think I'm, yeah, I think an hour. It's gonna be forty-five. Okay. Yeah. And That's what, what is, I consider an album in my yeah. in my head, it's still like when I grew up. It's forty minutes. Yeah. That's that's a that's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Is that wrong? I know people that do thirties. And people that do an hour, but in my brain, it's like, yeah, no, it's an album. It's 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, but here's the thing about, I mean, I imagine you're not only going to release this as like a, as a record, right? <laughs> like it's not just coming out as a vinyl album. No, right? it's, no, it's not something you put on and flip over and no, put on the other side. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Although Mark Maron tried to, tried to convince me and John Ray tried to convince me to, to do a vinyl. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think you know my audience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you cool guys. That's not, not what I have going on. Yeah. Um, but so I think it can be any length, can't yeah. it? Then? Yeah. Like, I just don't think there's any reason it needs to be. No. It it's, can be whatever length you want it to be. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel. I mean, we're living in the digital age. Right? right? Yeah. But in my brain. Like, even when people complain about how long podcasts are, I'm like, what the hang fuck? on. You worked out how to download it. Yeah. You don't. You haven't worked out how to push stop and come push, back later? Yeah, yeah, or just stop listening. Stop listening to it. Go, Go, that's Jeez, the this thing's an hour and a half long. You don't okay. have to... There's no one... You're not going right. to miss anything and come in the next time and go, what, what's happening? All right, firstly, by listening to this podcast, you've shown that you, your schedule isn't that busy. No, it's not right? that busy. It isn't that flat out. You clearly no. have a window. So no. don't suddenly tell me that that window can't stretch to an hour 20 from an hour, you know? It can't. It's so hard. Do it the next day. I drive to work every day and it's an hour. And then if you do an hour and 20, in a podcast I'm 20 minutes late for work because right. I just sit there <laughs> so don't do that we when we started out I think we started doing a 40 minute podcast yeah what is with me in 40 minutes this I is a sort of thing now and then people complain and we went alright we should do an hour do you feel like you have what is your attention span because I think uh, do you feel no, like your sure. attention span has changed since uh, like, because you know this modern entertainment, and I and is, my, is it worse or? Yeah, do you think you're a? Oh you know, yeah, good yeah. God, yes. I know you are like a phone checker and an internet yes. checker, and yes, a... I'm a horrible person. I'm no, a... seriously, it's I'm terrible. I, I'm not as bad as Greg, because he has started picking up the podcast the during the podcast. No, don't do that. Start looking at his phone. Don't do and that. Be like, what are you doing? We're doing this by choice, and then and then we just have <laughs> we're not pri- being paid to be here. Exactly. We're, this is actually something we've chosen to do. If we were be fun, if we were paid to be here together, ignore me. Look at your phone. <laughs> That's right. But then we just had Brian Posehn on our podcast, and Brian said that he went out to lunch with Greg, and he and he said you we barely made eye contact. You were just looking at your phone the whole time. Yeah. 
And at that moment, Greg was looking at his phone, and I go, like now, and he goes, no, but I'm, this is for the, this is a business thing, and I go, I don't. Yeah. I go, well, let me see it. And it was a, it was a photo of Greg Proops' T-shirt that Greg is sell- that Greg's selling, and he goes, so I'm going to tweet this right now. I go, maybe tweet it later. Yeah. <laughs> Just, is this your one hour where you have to get all all things done? Do you? I find you- it weird. Well, this is what I was about to say though, because I'm as good. Like I hate it in other people. Like there's you a- do it. But I do it, yeah. right? There's a thing that I, I noticed the other day that I hate because I've been trying to do this more zen approach to the world of like, you know, trying to, like, if there is a, if there's a crossing up ahead, like, be very aware Stop. that, like, you know, is there someone coming? And yeah. even if they're, like, yeah, a couple of meters away from the crossing, uh-huh. don't go, I could make this. Just don't be a dick about it and, and pause how you're meant to pause, right? Yeah. Like, another That's thing... It's a very Buddhist way of... Right? Driving and, and moving about. Uh, but another thing I've been trying to do is, like, which is a law. Well, it's a law in Australia. <laughs> it's a law but here. But, the, no, but this other thing is a law. Yeah. I assume it's a law here. Uh-huh. Which is, And when you get your driver's license, you have to... Yeah, this is one of the things you have to know, which is you can't enter a crossway before your exit is clear. Okay, right? yeah, that's a law so here. Yeah, okay, yeah. right? But I reckon that's the most ignored law oh, almost yeah, on the road doubt. because and that's the one that leads to you then being stuck in the middle of the like thing the other people can't go by everyone hates each other because you and, know why people i think the reason that people do it here is because if you wait some jackass will pop on side of you and pull in and you're yeah. like well, i was just right I was, I was being courteous yeah but this is the thing we have to kind of like do that like so i've been trying to do that mm-hmm. i've been trying to like drive properly just yeah. not put any extra anger into the I, world I, how's that going right i can't well I, I, it was going well until the other day when this happened. Yeah. I did the whole thing of like pulling up. The person was five meters away from the crossway, but you know yeah. what? I was like, "Hey, don't be a pain in it, pain to them. That's fine. They're uh-huh. gonna, they'll get across the street, and you'll just be cool." Yeah. And then they got on the crossway. Yeah. Got out their mobile phone, started like sending a text message or tweeting or whatever it was. So they were walking so much slower <laughs> than what. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've stopped for you. Your part of that is that you walk at the like well, at a clip. But you're and if I'm walking across, I'll, I'll sometimes even do that little half walk, half jog across to help out the person sure. who. So stopped, here, here's right? the thing, though, with your I wanted philo- to mow with her your down. philosophy, I wanted to mow her down. Okay, yeah. that's where we. That's where we're, <laughs> and that's why we. That's why we're here today. That's what we came here to talk about. I wanted to mow this her is, down. This is this is the crust not of, looking. This is the crust of what we're getting at. This is the. <laughs> You can't have... If you want to live like that, yeah. you can't have any expectations of what other people are going to do. I hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear me too. I, I, I want to kill you, that person. But I still want to kill her. I would like I if, would hit the horn and just pull up a finger and... But, but the whole thing was I was trying to avoid yeah. the extra anger in the world, right? right? And then... My whole intent... And so if I go into that game... Yeah. Like if I let her just... If I fall down at the first hurdle, then mm. I'm not doing what I am trying no, to do. No, you're not. No, you're not at all. So I force it inside and it will become cancer. That's great. <laughs> That's fine, right? That's exactly uh, what you want. Thank God. And then when you do have cancer, the doctor's going to come in and go, I have some great news. You've been a really good person. Yeah. You've really good... Did some really nice traffic work you yeah. helped out a lot of people and, yeah. and now you're dying of cancer yeah so that'll be good <laughs> how some, about this here's some old Lance Armstrong album pants how about this yeah how about before you go into a lunch you put your phone in the car how about that one right how about we start doing that America and Australia and I guess is anybody Indonesia Indonesia 
Here's what I would like to see people doing first: mm-hmm. is just stop using your fucking phone when you're in the car, like oh, just yeah. at all, like at all. Do you use your phone in the car? Well, this is uh, again. I'm going from a place of learning here. <laughs> I'm coming from a place. This is most of my life. Sure. I am. I don't have time to find fault with other people and the way they live their lives. Right. Because I'm too busy finding fault with all the things that I, who I see myself as a reasonable person, sure. do. Sure. Right. Once I'm done with them, I'll come af- after you and your list of shit that's wrong with you. But, okay. But until then, I'm going to try to sort out some of my own shit. Okay, now I like to go after everyone else's shit. First. <laughs> we'll just so this knock, is a great we'll conversation. We'll just knock up those guys <laughs> first. But no, I found that I was a person who was very guilty of doing the things that annoy me in other people. Sure. Right? Yep. One of which was that I'm like, I, f- I saw that I would be using my phone in the car like we're at a traffic lights or whatever yeah. I'll check Twitter or I'll yeah. like yeah, send a message that's blah, the blah, worst blah, right? that's the worst thing I do sitting at a stoplight and checking checking Twitter like who gives a shit right who gives a shit right until but I, I have this an has, answer and, for why we do and it and this has happened to me right mm-hmm. which is just the person behind me beeping Beeps. their horn slightly not an insulting not a like Fuck you! Right. Like, blah, blah, like blah. But just a, a you reminder. Mi- you missed the lie mm-hmm. because you were looking somewhere else for one second. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. I was being an asshole. Because I thought that my yeah. time was more important than the person's time no, it was. before me. You're, well, you're, I mean, maybe it was. I'm a, I'm a celebrity. But I'm, like, <laughs> but I'm, just, TV I'm just using me as an example. Yeah. I was, you can in LA. You can. You can just roll down the window and yell out, "I've got a top TV show in another country." Yeah. And then they go, and they go okay, "Oh, you're enough, not fair enough." Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't realize that. That's the. That's becoming much much worse in LA. Is when there's a a, a light red light, green light, and you're waiting for, and the light turns green, and the person doesn't move. That's becoming so much more common. Yeah. And really, you have one job. Right. When you're sitting at a light. That's red. Just one job. You're waiting for it to turn green. That's it. That's it. That's your whole job. But you owe that to everybody. Yes, you owe that to everybody. You're not alone doing it. Right? There's other people involved. Because it's not just your one second. It's everybody else's whatever it takes and whatever and frustration and whatever it is. Everybody's on the phone. I I assume I was in a head-on collision recently. I I can only assume that one person was was on the phone. phone, Because why else would you come across the double lines and plow into somebody? I was just down the street here the other day. I'm walking down the street Mm -hmm. and. there's this uh, guy on his phone and there's like a police car behind him, you know, yeah. sirens on. And I realized that this guy was so oblivious he to the fact that he was know. breaking the law. He was literally come pulling over the side, but not stopping because he thought the police car... <laughs> we're going past it. Yeah, going past it. <laughs> he thought they were flashing their lights so that they yeah, could... Yeah, go ahead, buddy, go, go ahead. It's like, and still, <laughs> literally still on the phone. And it was one of those moments where I almost wanted to jog back just to hear the opening bit of oh that conversation God. because oh I saw God. it all unfold and I was yeah. just like, oh, this is, this is going to be That's brilliant. That's they should sell tickets for really quick. Put it up on brown tickets, brown paper bag. Yeah. But we spent, it should be a flash mob. <laughs> this, I should be able to just tweet some really cool <laughs> shit. Happened. Is it about to go down on the corner of Fairfax and Santa Monica? And then, and then the guy on the phone was probably super annoyed that the cop pulled him over. Right. Wouldn't have understood because he's doing something very important. I pulled up. I, the other day I was uh, driving to... A comedy club in Pasadena, and I wanted to put it in my. Uh, I got a new navigation thing in my car, so I want to put it in there to see how how to go. And I pulled over, and I started putting it in, and then all of a sudden there's a light shining in my eye. Yeah. And I look over, and there's like eight cops in front of this building, and they're shining their flashlights in, and the guy comes over and knocks and goes, "Could I help you?" And I go, "I just, 
of being safe, I pulled over and stopped to do this. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay. And then, and then I go, do you want me to leave? He goes, no, no, you're fine. And so I'm sitting there and it's really awkward because they're all looking at me and I'm yeah. trying to do it and I can't forget how to do it. And then another one comes over and knocks and goes, can I do something for you? And I'm like, no, I'm just, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> and I just left. Because I didn't know what to do. I wanted to be like, I'm being safe. I'm being yeah. a safe, good person. Yeah. I'm sorry you have a, I'm sorry you have some sort of criminal activity happening. Yeah. But I'm trying to do my navigation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, so this was going to say about the phone in the car, right? Though, yeah. Is that. You know, particularly in your country at the moment, there's so much debate about um, guns. Really? <laughs> made, made the papers in Australia too. Uh, there is <laughs> there is debate in as much as we can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But like everyone kind of, well, half the people kind of realize that something needs to be done about, uh, it's about more, it. It's more than half. Yeah. Yeah. We're... we're we're being controlled by a, a small lobby. How basically. small? Because, like, when you're in Australia, you literally do kind of hear about it almost as if it's, like, you know, a divided sure. America, right? So, uh, 40% of people own guns? See, that's a lot. Now, that doesn't mean that 40% of those people are crazy about guns. No. Have that or have that even more, and then you've got the reality. It's probably, like... 11, 12% of people that are really pushing this agenda. Yeah. And the reason they do it is because in the 70s, the gun companies wanted to sell more guns, so they created this organization called the NRA, yeah. which was to break down gun laws so they could sell more guns. So it's it's got nothing to do with anything other than a lobbyist organization convincing people they were fighting for the Constitution when it's just about selling guns. Of course it's about selling guns. But so, that's what it's always but, so, about. So you got all these people it's always like, about selling guns or selling cigarettes or selling but, whatever. But, so don't, don't, the thing about gun people is don't wrap yourself in this fucking Second Amendment shit. Which, yeah. by the way, Jesus Christ, it was uh, some shit people wrote on a piece of paper a couple of hundred years ago. Let it fucking go. Hundreds of years Times ago. Times change. They didn't have iPhones. No, they didn't have anything. Holy shit, you fucking morons. Right. Like, Americans Seriously? are so ridiculous. No, we no, act that's, like the, that's not just Americans. It's not... Like I think, do you guys have like a constitution that you act like it's Jesus Christ? No. Okay. But but I do think there is something about this idea of people wanting to, you know, this is what it used to be in the old days, and you know, hanging on tradition and all those yeah. sort of things, that is comforting to people in the same way as religion is comforting to people, right? Yeah. But but to modern people who are like, well, I don't even trust the idiots who were around ten years ago. Right. Do you remember the shit I said 10 years ago yeah. that I thought the world was going to be like? Yeah. And now I'm holding the most powerful computer in the world in my hand making phone calls on it? Yeah. Like, shit changes. Yeah, it changes. And we have to adapt to that. Well, like, I get this. I don't know if it's a cancer the, here, but I, in Australia, that, that thing with politicians where it's like, you said 20 years ago. Right. 20 what? years ago, I, I thought my Wham mind. were the best band in the world. <laughs> right? All right, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sorry. I have to leave. Uh, so, the, okay, so the, here, and that's yeah. interesting you say 20 years because when our founding fathers wrote the Constitution, they wrote it as a living document that was supposed to be revisited every 20 years. Yeah, right. Hence the fact that you can amend it in the first place, right? right. It's not like it's set. Yeah. You get to change it based on what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's never going to change. We're going to keep killing each other. We're out of our fucking minds. We're the Wild West, and we love it. But do you think it, it like, I mean... Is, is there a point where people just... I mean, it's hard to argue. And, like, I even find it hard as an outsider trying to talk, you know, because 
Australia had a gun culture, but nothing like America. Right. And then we had the Port Arthur Massacre and John Howard, right. who was a conservative leader. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, did the gun buyback in Australia uh-huh. and now, you know, gun deaths basically, you yeah. know, are very, very rare yeah, no, in, yeah. in Australia now. But, but it's a very com- different c- circumstance to what it's like here where guns are really... It's... You grow up... There's people that just grow up with guns. I've met yeah, normal guns. people here who will give me rational... Well, what, or what they consider to be rational arguments about right. why they need a gun or... Yeah, and they don't. Why a gun would be handy in that situation. Right. and they don't. I think... I mean, I personally think if you need a gun for protection, I think you're kind of a pussy. Like, that's my honest... Like, if you need to walk around with a gun, I think you're kind of... A chicken shit. I don't agree with that because the people you're talking to have guns. <laughs> I disagree with everything that Dave's saying. Well, the guys that are strapped, yeah. they like to walk through town with their AK-47. Well, well, here's what I'm going to say from my personal point you? of view is, this is I've literally had the equipment for this podcast for four months, and this is the first you one tried. I've done. You tried so hard. Because you're here to show me how to do it. <laughs> do you really want to trust me with a gun? Oh. That's my point. It's like, you literally. Want, you, you, so you I know, would have shot myself What about me? Now. You know me. Right? You know my, oh my issues. God. Should I have a gun? I don't think you should be trusted with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I need to back you away from the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. So I shouldn't yeah, have a gun. Right? I shouldn't have a gun. Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, that I mean, the argument that I always find really fascinating and, you know, it has been the more compelling of me because there has been some people who come out who were, you know, NRA members or like who mm-hmm. own guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was that guy who was at the, was it Kathy Gifford, is that her name? The the congresswoman or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 right? shot, yeah. Who was shot. He was there in the audience that day and he had his gun with him. And so he told this story Jesus. of the how stupid he realised in that moment that idea was that if someone is there shooting... That just if there's someone armed there, that will help. Because yeah. he said he was a guy who'd trained all his life, he'd uh-huh. shot all his life, he'd been a member, of, and he was there, and, and there was just no way that he could have. The chaos is insane. Someone, right? That's what you always want to say. Hey, I know you're in your scenario, a bad yeah. guy comes in and he's shooting a gun, and you shoot him, but go shoot a gun and see yeah. how everyone reacts. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're in a crowded place. It's not like everyone's like, hey, who else has a gun? <laughs> it's people going, ah! and bumping into each other and getting yeah. shot. Like, it's, yeah, it's that, crazy. That would be, they should do that at the gun range. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, people, people are like, well, I can shoot, right? I can shoot because, like, the criminal's yeah. just out there on a piece of paper right, and I'll shoot him right. in the heart. And when, then they should when, just get everyone else to run around screaming. When criminals come in to shoot like that, they usually yeah. bring a step stool so they step on it so they're yeah. a little bit higher yeah, than everyone that's else. Right, yeah. So you can pick them off. It's really easy. Yeah, right? your headphones. You get your little... Uh... Yeah. It's all It's all very... It's, it's... You, get, you get time to get your goggles on and, they... and put your headphones on. Yeah, and they usually wrap, like, a fluorescent yeah. tape around their heads so yeah. you can see them really easily. And, and the good news is that often they'll wear a T-shirt that has a 10 over their hearts <laughs> so they can get them. But, they, well, so this is the analogy that I wanted to draw, and the reason I talked about it is that in Australia recently, they've just done a lot of banning people, t- even touching their phones in cars. Like, you're literally at mm-hmm. that point now where it's like not... Yeah, if you, I gotta admit I'm for that. Same, right? Yeah, because you're in charge of a. This was and this was the analogy I was going to make. Is like the car is killing as many people as the gun is killing people, uh, right? More right now, yeah, right? right now it's right like now. a dead heat. Well, your country is a dead heat. In guns my, are going to pull ahead. In my in my country, the the car kills a lot more people yeah. than guns, right? And the sun now. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> and the sun <laughs> going out in the sun firstly is the number one yeah. thing that kills people. I. 
I, I was telling you this when we had lunch the other day, but I went outside at 9.30 in the morning and I walked between my house and my office, yeah. which is out the back of my house, and I got sunburned. Yeah. And people are trying to tell me that nothing has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I've been peeling. No, I know. <laughs> I was cooking. I'm pretty sure. I used to live in a country where I didn't cook. Just wait until when you when you when you send your three year old to preschool, you have to put sunglasses on him so his eyes don't get burnt. Preschool out. Thunderdome. It's going to be Thunderdome. <laughs> That's what it's going to be in Australia. By the time I have some kid in preschool, it will be Thunderdome. The head of the Australian education system will be t- Tina Turner. Oh God! And it will be Thunderdome. Yeah, I know. The, it's the desert's rising. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and and I and we just talked about this in our podcast because it's like it's like uh you what just happened to Australia with this summer is li- it's literally like watching a crazy guy come in with a gun into a into a school or whatever and then and then no one pays attention. <laughs> Like something very bad has just happened, and I tweeted, I tweeted, "Hey, all the Tim Tams are melting," and I got all these tweets back from people like, "Well, t- put them in your fridge," and I was like, "Oh shit, Americans have no idea that Australia is basically on fire." Because oh, no one, idea. No one pays attention, and one of the reasons oh, there'll be that people time. don't want to know. Number there'll one. be that time where people are like, um, "Why weren't there any signs?" And people would be like, ah, uh, uh, well, actually, you know what? Um, oh <laughs> here's boy. the weird thing. Uh, Do you remember this what? January uh, <laughs> in Australia, they had to add a new color to that temperature spectrum. Pink, you know, two the, colors. Yeah. You know that temperature spectrum yeah. that's been around forever, that yeah. you've seen forever? They Update. Update. <laughs> so that was the first sign yeah. that perhaps people should have noticed. And, uh, but also before that, yeah. uh, remember when Russia burned down? Yeah. And we've had uh, crazy storms, uh, Hurricane Sandy, like you know on the, the and good on and the, on. The, the really lucky thing for America has been you've had, you know, in your lifetime, mm-hmm. you've had so many once in a lifetime weather <laughs> things happen. I mean, how lucky are you? For most people, uh, I will say this: it's pretty great. For mo- most people, a once in a lifetime yeah. weather event yeah. is something you see only once in a lifetime. But but for us, how lucky am I? Every summer, hey! <laughs> jackpot, jackpot. It's, but uh, and why do you think that is? Like, I mean, maybe... Why do you uh, think people aren't paying attention? Yeah. I mean, is it just because it's too hard? Is it in the same way as you were saying no, about guns I, are sold by gun... You know, that's people want to buy guns. Is it just because no. the people who want to mine and uh, sell oil and stuff have better PR people? No, than- I don't think so. I think the reality of it is is that it's easier to accept that it's not happening than face the truth, which means drastic change. Yeah, right. We can't... What What needs to be done is enormous... And needs to be done instantly. Yeah. And who wants to face that? No, none of us. No, fuck no. Fuck no. Good God, no. <laughs> I went out. I went out and looked at new cars. Did I buy a Prius? No, I bought a little no. fast car. Exactly. What the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> that, that is, there is part of what we think about it, right? Is like, ah, fuck. Am I gonna make a difference? But you want to. Like you have to. Like uh, I mean, there is part of me that just thinks I worry that we're gonna look back at this time and think. This, that was the opportunity. Like, we I literally think, had that opportunity. I think the opportunity already passed. It's gone. Yeah. All right. That w- I think, oh, well. I think that- <laughs> well, good on you for having children, then. Good on you for bringing a human being. I, I don't know what I'm going to tell Into him. the fiery planet. Trust me. When he's 18, I have to sit down and talk to him and be like... I'm so sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I used to buy... Uh, I used to buy a, a, a cases of water in plastic 
And each little plastic bottle took a gallon of gas to yeah. make, and yeah. then I, that's what I would drink out yeah. of. Sometimes I just leave them around half full. From from so, away. So uh, we all did yeah. that. But um, we all did that. So you know what? Go back to the go back to the fires and get to work. Yeah, the fires. Yeah. You like yeah, that? Yeah, no, look, it's, I think Tuna? Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I remember tuna. I can <laughs> tell you what tuna tastes no, about. That. Do you remember fish? <laughs> yeah, do you remember fish? Remember fish? Yeah. Yeah, they were something. Yeah, they were something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be weird because we're, we're all going to have to explain it to our kids. And, uh, and it's basically, they're, they're literally going to see billions of people perish. Yeah. Do you think, like, do you think there's any chance that science is going to, because this no. is, I guess, this is the thing that we're, at the same time, can they do something in the atmosphere to change it? Yeah. What do you right? do to stop the ozone layer from tearing open? I don't know, but get out of there, kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean? like this is this is my problem with the people who are doubting the scientists, because I think essentially our only hope, well, our only two hopes for the world are this, and they all they're all around the scientists. Our only two hopes are either that. The scientists are completely wrong. Like the right wing uh-huh. radio hosts will have you. Like, yeah. I don't believe that is the case, but let's fucking hope that is the case. Yeah. Let's hope they've millennium bugged the shit out of this yeah. and we're going to be fine, right? By, by the way, you, you say the, the radio shows and the newspaper. I, I really blame a lot of this on Rupert Murdoch, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's not kind of listening to the podcast anyway. Well, he is one of so. yours. He's one of yours. He is. Well, he's actually uh, one of yours now. He's an American citizen. He renounced his Australian citizenship. Why? Uh, so he could be purely evil. Okay. He, can't, he can't be... Can't be purely evil. Well, then you go to Dubai. Australian passport. Eventually you go to Dubai, yeah, and that's right. where you do it. Yeah, that's No right. rules. All right, so go ahead. What so... I think that uh, we either have to, like, we hope that the scientists are all wrong. Yes. That they've just completely got it wrong, mm-hmm. right? Or we hope that the scientists are right, but the scientists are also smart enough to, to come up it. with some way to fix some this crazy, shit. I mean, that doesn't problem. involve us sacrificing stuff. Right. I, I still want to be able to drink my bottles of water. Are <laughs> exactly. you kidding me? Okay how, okay. how can we do this where I still get to walk around outside with a bottle of water? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I, I, the problem with that is, is that like, you know, when you think about the environment, it corrects itself. Like our planet is made to correct itself. Like yeah. usually when stuff's polluted, it it can fix itself over time. Right. And they've actually been impressed by how quickly it, you know, it can do that. But when you start trying to do stuff to help the environment and change it, it usually makes things worse. Like yeah. You may not see. Like one example is, is that if there is say the cobra is introduced to an island in the Pacific where it doesn't belong and it starts eating everything and then you bring in the animal that kills the cobras and then that kills everything and that you know and then you're That's why there's rabbits in Australia still. Is it yeah, yeah. right. No, the rabbit thing. So that so that when you say hopefully the scientists can fix it, think about the rabbits. Right. A lot of <laughs> so, they, so they might fix it, but we will be run by rabbits. <laughs> And, I'm saying, and I, for one, bow yeah. down to our rabbit I, leaders. Hello, hello, rabbit kingdom. <laughs> Bring it on, rabbit kingdom. I, I enjoy uh, carrots. And... It ends in rabbit rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I find that a, a very interesting uh, idea that the earth corrects itself. Like, you know, that c- c- we're just a virus, aren't we? Are we are a virus. We're a virus. Yeah, we're like, a when virus. you think of it like that, mm-hmm. You know, it just reminded me of those ads they show for people who give up smoking. Mm-hmm. And that, like, you know, after six weeks, your breath starts to sm- smell yeah. not as bad. And after, like, six months, your lungs start to grow back. Yeah. And, like, that's 
That's what we are. Yeah, we're cigarette smoke. We're cancer cigarette smoke. <laughs> we really are a virus. Yeah. Think about the stuff we're doing. We're digging in, we're tearing shit out. Because this is the whole point, isn't it? We're not saying that like we're going to destroy the earth. Right. We're not actually saying that. We're saying we're going to make the earth... Uh, in in Oh, God, that's hard. That's why we can't address this. No one can say it. can't say the word. Inhospitable. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. For us. For us. Uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. For us. Yeah, that's all we're talking about. And other animals. And the polar bears. Animals like that. We're going to take them out, too. Oh, yeah, but they're going to be friendly fire. Yeah, they are. Yeah, right? But we're going down, and that's what we're going to care about. That's what it is. But the earth will bounce back. Here's the fucked up thing. Might take a while, but it'll shake us off. The Murdochs get to live. Yeah. They get to build a little bubble. Sure. And they get to live in it. Yeah. That, that's, that's the worst thing. The fuckers who did it. Yeah. And they know that. They know at the end of the day they get to survive it all, whatever it is. All these, uh, well, not all, but a lot of his children um, have been terrible idiots who've destroyed his reputation and his company. I mean, no, what you- I feel like that's at least something positive. Well, what, do you, what do you mean they destroy <laughs> should, reputation? I, uh, well, I mean... Yeah, to the people who thought that he had any sort of good reputation. Oh, okay. I mean, like, for all the people who uh, grew up, and you're very aware of it, obviously, when you're from sure. Australia, uh, thinking that the Murdoch press was sort of your tabloid and gutter mm-hmm. press, and, you know. Yeah. Funnily enough, in Australia, until recently, we didn't see the worst of it. Yeah. Like, when you look at that U- UK tabloid gutter press, which is where he became famous, we never really saw much. Of that, even though the Murdochs had started oh, in Australia. No, like our papers were, they were always the tabloid papers and they always had a right wing sort of uh-huh. bent, but it was never that sort of UK gutter press and stuff. Now you're and, getting it. Well, we didn't even get the phone hacking and stuff allegedly in Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, but his son, uh, James, was the one who really kind of fucked it all up he in, did the, all that shit. in the UK. Yeah. Like up until then, like that was when. Like, you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, right. They are as evil as everybody's been saying. <laughs> like, up until that point, everyone yeah, was they're like, really they're right. evil, right? Yeah, there's a point you, where you cross where everyone on your side goes, oh, I can't really. Yeah, no, there's nothing I can. Uh, Not going with you on that ride. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, Rupert Murdoch didn't even really have his Jodie Foster after there. You know, he didn't have yeah. someone who's like, you know, no, I'm going to you know, go, yeah. come out and be loyal. No one was. No one. No one was, because yeah, everyone no. was like, this is terrible. Horrible. You can't do this. This is terrible. But over here, we have... We, you don't have a Roger Ailes over here, which is like his... He's like a Jabba the Hutt sort of character who has taken Murdoch's ideas and, and like jacked them up times ten and made it worse. Yeah. So, I don't know. But the funny thing is, is when I look at Australia, I think that you guys are becoming us. Yeah. Do you and, think that's and, true? And not in a good way. Oh, no, it's terrible. No, it's absolutely... No, no, you don't want this. You don't want this at all. But it really does. It really does seem... I remember when I was down there, I was reading some of the press, and I was like, oh, this seems oddly familiar. Well, I think part of the problem is that, um, you know, there's no local identity when it comes to media and press anymore. Uh-huh. Like, if you look at the world, like, newspapers... My God. Like, I'm, I'm a trained... Like newspaper journalists, like that was I did my degree really? in newspaper journalism, uh-huh. and I worked in newspapers before I did comedy. Did? Yeah, uh-huh. and I remember having like you have you have one of those moments in your life where 
if you're making a movie or if you had the possibility of going somewhere for a like you know time travel scenario mm. like this would be one of those moments yeah because i literally had to have a conversation with my hard-working dairy farmer parents yeah. to explain to them why even though i was the first kid in the family who had ever been a university yeah. even though i was the first kid who'd finished university and I, i'd finished first in my course and i was working in a newspaper like a my, my name was in the paper sometimes yeah. i could point to that and yeah. that i was going to leave the comfortable and you know centuries old and will continue forever world of newspaper journalism <laughs> <laughs> well back then that's what it was right yeah to step into particularly at that stage in australia the very sort of unformed world of stand-up yeah. comedy yeah like i'm not saying i had any vision of the future i was just doing what i had to do well, but like in retrospect you, you fuck were, man you were... like i'm a visionary like you know those moments you were where you see out that, of the fire yeah. yeah you see that moment where someone had that idea and they yeah. went that other path and it was yeah. like the right way that fucking happened okay well, i could be a sad 40 year old unemployed journalist about to start a blog how about this <laughs> instead so true how about this so i am of that same age and uh, I come from a family who, I mean, my dad's a lawyer, but, you know, before that, and we have a teacher in there, but it's not, like, it's not a lot of success going yeah. on. Uh, and so I went to my father and said I was going to become a stand-up, and I, at the time I was working in a bank as a teller, a small independent bank. Right. An independent bank? Yeah. It was like a small local bank right. uh, in Novato, California, and I believe there were, I believe there were four branches. Right. And uh, and I transferred from one branch to the other. I knew everyone in the company, you know. Yeah. And he was like, "You got a good thing going at this yeah. bank. Like you're in there. You can move on up. It's a yeah. small bank. It's the indie it's, bank circuit. And he's it's very I, cool. I literally remember him saying, "It's a really secure yeah. job to have. Nothing's ever going to go wrong with small Nothing's banks. Nothing's ever going to go wrong with small <laughs> banks. I mean, it, it's just, the whole town picks it yeah. up. As soon as your small bank uh, career is established, we." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get you a blockbuster franchise and a bookshop. That's what we'll just get you across there. Yeah. And you know what? I Now when I drive by that restaurant, <laughs> I look at it and I go, well, that's not there. Right? Mm -hmm. But I sometimes think about that even in our lifetimes, is that I, I have lived through a lifetime where there was no such thing as a video store. Yeah. We, and think, do you think we've seen the most change? Of I, any I, generation. I get. I, I would say so. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to know. Like, I mean, I guess the big, big changes were pretty pivotal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, year wheel, good year. Good year. The good wheel year. year. You know what I mean? Great. That was like right next to the like iPod. If you, if you came up with the second best adventure in year wheel, wheel it was a tough good. year. But wheel, like up until then, there'd been nothing good. Gunpowder was a pretty big deal. Sliced bread was a good year, Sliced apparently. Sliced bread was a <laughs> massive year. I mean, from, from, the, from what I've read. <laughs> from the buzz since. Yeah, there's the wheels. There's when you when when we got a hold of fire. That was a pretty big time. Fire was good. Yep. But no, but but and then and, and then the Apple launches since then. And but, then all, and the Apple stuff. <laughs> and then, and the, and then stuff. the iPhone four. Uh, <laughs> so even in my lifetime, there was a time where you could not watch a re-recorded movie or television show. Right. Like, you had I to remember watch it live, live, or you didn't see it, or you didn't see it. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember the first video shot when there was like VHS and there was uh, yes. beta, beta. And I remember when HBO came to town. Right. And MTV. And I was like, holy shit. I can just sit around all day 
and watch videos where it's just my bands playing music. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah. And then you saw a time where MTV went, fuck that, YouTube can do that. <laughs> We're going to do other things. We're going to follow people in New Jersey. But I guess this is... Also, even- phones, you used to have to sit by the phone and wait for someone to call you. You had to stay at your house until that person called. But also, people would give you time to get back to them. Yeah, they did. You could you could call and leave a message or tell someone else. Couple of days. Couple of days. Yeah. And that'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, someone calls you and you happen to have your phone off because you're in a movie. hour later, you're like, what Literally, if you go to a long enough movie, people will think you're dead. <laughs> people will think you're dead. I can't, I can't see The Hobbit because my family will fear for me. When I came out of The Hobbit, there was already an obit online. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I was watching a really mediocre movie. Uh, yeah, sorry, New Zealand. Yeah, you missed your own funeral. Jesus, that movie. I watched it last night. Well, there's still two more bits, though. That's where the good bits will be. Well, because it's so I watched a, barely a first act. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because uh, did you read the book? Yeah. And did you enjoy the book? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, when I was younger, I yeah. think I, I think I read it recently, and I was like, all right, it's not as good as I thought it might have been. Right. When I was younger. Well, but, that's okay. It was a kid. It's a kid's book. It's a kid's book. It it's a kid's, kid's book. book. But I yeah. Did you like the Lord of the Rings films? Yeah, more than uh, well, you can't watch them back to back to back. Like, literally, you can't. You will die you physically. Will, you will no, people do that, though. I know, but Jesus Christ, it's hard. It, it, a lot of it's repetitive, and you're like, all right, cut that out. He could cut a lot of shit out of his movies. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed them as a whole. What's that classic thing, though, with him and with uh, Judd Apatow to not want to burn any Hollywood bridges? No, but, someone, there's, someone could have shortened their last movie quite a bit. Yeah, I did say someone online referred to it as, this is 40 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I've not seen it, so that's probably a, a really unfair thing I, to me I to say. I'm in the rare camp of someone who I enjoyed it. Like, but I think, very rare but camp. I think um, uh, I would have really enjoyed Funny People a lot more if it was 40 minutes shorter. There's, I think, there's, there's that... a point that people get to where they like don't have. And look, no one more than me wants to spend as much time as possible in the Christopher Nolan universe. Right, but. I can also see when other people go, he could the last he one? could trim a little bit out of his movies if he wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, I loved the first two. The last one I enjoyed. I know people didn't. And I can see where you could cut some stuff out of the last one. And sorry, Charlie, I enjoy emo Batman. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, oh, by the so, way, uh, for those of people who are uh, welcome to the new podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't explained any of that yet, but we'll get to that in a minute. We can get back to that. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I do want to say... Can, can I just say something yes, about... Yes, of course about, you can. About... Um, the Judd Apatow funny uh, yes, people? Yes, Want the inside scoop? Yes, of course. So when he originally wrote it, it was about a comic who had gotten very successful and no longer had any friends and no one wanted anything to do with him and he like had a breakup and he was just at the bottom. So he told someone he had cancer to try and get them to like him again and then that did and then he got everyone on his side and all of a sudden he has cancer and he's dying but he's not really. Yeah. And everyone comes back, and they all love him again. And then he gets cancer, and he dies alone because he actually gets cancer. So yeah. they find out the lie, and then they leave, and then he actually gets cancer, and then he dies alone. So it's a right. you know, yeah, it's a, nice. the boy who cried wolf yeah. story. Love it. So he changed that to what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The other one would have been better. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just while we were talking about fines, and uh, we'll get back to uh, the podcast in a minute. Uh, uh, I, I've started doing this thing which I think is really weird which is I 
I, I don't want to listen. I don't. I don't want to listen to messages. Oh, me neither. Like if someone leaves me, it's, uh, like, it's, me it's like it's a burden, and leaves right? a message, and you look at it and you go, "Oh." Like in the old days, do you remember how excited you were to get yeah. a message? Yeah. Like you would come home and someone had left it's a message blinking. for you. It's oh, the thing a blinking. is blinking. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, that was like a family event when the answering machine first came out, and it, like we got a message, and you would sit around. I know people who've kept their phone messages, like who have tapes of really phone messages. Oh, that'd be extraordinary, right? Yeah. Like, people trying to work out the machine. People, yeah. like, would come up with... I, I, I still have friends who, on their answering, like, machine message, will come up with a funny thing to say still. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I won't even listen to my own messages. No. Just text me if you can't get me. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just do if something. You, if I, if, but if, if I call someone and, and they don't pick up, uh, I hang up and then I text. Yeah. Right? Or I send an email. Yeah. What the fuck is a message? What are you people doing? But what sort Who's of... Who's living in that world where they leave phone messages? But also, what sort of horrible people have we become in oh, such a short period people. of time? We are horrible people. I can't listen... That I'm so blasé about a technology that amazed me 10 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago. I've become so blasé to that technology that I now am like, oh. Okay. I'm bored with this luxury. So this brings us to the next thing. <laughs> Google glasses are coming out. What do you mean? What are these? Sorry, explain. I've got to go to the fridge and get a drink. You put them on... They're like... They're glasses. They look like kind of like, you know, walking around glasses, reading glasses. And you put them on, but you're connected to the internet. And I guess you can see like a screen in front of you. And I think you can use it somehow. So you're just walking around with the internet in front of you. Fuck. Sound good? I'm going to so want to mow that person down on a cross. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they'll get how on. Many, how? They'll turn well, on their gonna internet. Be able to, they're going to walk out into traffic. Fuck, man. Well, there'll probably be a thing though, because they're going to have Google cars. Mm -hmm. Like, so there'll probably just be a thing if someone's got Google glasses on. Your Google car just fucking stops, or your Google car hits them, or hits them. Yeah, it just takes them out. That's when the robots take over. That God. singularity when the car, the Google cars, start making value choices. About <laughs> 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 they I decide. Love it. They get angry that there's too much traffic and just start taking people down. They assess them. They do a brief internet. I like it. Yeah. But that is... I mean, I do feel like we're living in that world where... And maybe, you know, maybe I'm being too paranoid about it, but I do feel like we're living in that world where that shit is about to happen. Like, I already see people... Wait, the robots taking over? Yeah. Because you can't, you can't then, walk around without seeing people engrossed in their... Um, I'll pause this one because it's the housekeeper. <laughs> uh, right now, Will is going to talk to the housekeeper because uh, we're in a hotel and uh, he's dirty and she wanted to come in and clean him up. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I, I was about to say, I'll just edit this out, but I realized that I've just worked out how to record. There's no way I'm going <laughs> to know how to edit. So that's staying in. Yeah, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, I, I've always been the guy of my group of friends that hates robots and is terrified of robots, legitimately so. Yeah. And so I, so they'd always send me updates on the intelligence, and it's terrifying what robots are doing now. Like they have intelligence, and they, and they, they have like they've created little robots, and right now they're like whatever, tiny, tiny sized, but they form communities and they do different things. So it's already happening. It's already. Awful and terrifying. 
Well, it just feels to me that as people, we're so consumed by our technology. Like we are, you know, we're all on our phones. Yeah. You see people walking down the street. Oh, and I, I didn't I didn't say this. I should bring this up. Do you know why we're on our phones all the time? Um, no. Tell me. Uh, people have a, an innate, what do I want to say, instinct or desire to learn. That's why we've advanced as we have as, uh, uh, um, as opposed to animals or whatever. Yep. Like we have a brain that wants to learn. Yep. So... Phones and the internet are sort of this. It's almost like you're you, we're being tricked into triggering that learning thing because right. you're not actually learning, but we're being updated. But we're being updated, so you're doing so. Like Twitter is a classic example yeah. of your thirst for knowledge yeah. is being, and you feel it, like you'll miss something. Yes. You get to that point where you're like, I better right. just check in with the world. Yeah, better see what's going on. Yeah. So so it literally taps into something that is at our core. But but it's horse like it's like we're tricking ourselves. Whereas before you'd pick up a book and you'd read it, now you look at Twitter. I've spoken about this uh, on the old podcast, but uh, it's a, it's that idea of news. Like there used to be news. Like like you say, you, you go away for the day and you get a phone message, and that would be yeah it's news, news it's right. News, yeah. Whereas now there isn't like you know, and so you have these twenty four hour news channels. Yeah, they're updating us, but they're not really no because. They're not updating us at all. Because we don't have time to make news. There is not enough news to put on a 24-hour no. news channel. Unless you want to have a long, drawn-out debate for an hour about education, which no one wants to watch. No one you wants see, to watch. You just show the flashy shit, and there's not enough going... You know, if you watch, if you watch CNN, for, if you had to watch it for a 24-hour period, you would just see, like, four stories. Yeah. Repeated in different ways and talked about in different ways. Man, it is excruciating to watch a newscaster try to cover a big live event. Jesus. There's just not enough to say. And they just have to keep filling time. It's horrifying. Did you watch uh, any of the Lance Armstrong Oprah interview? I don't care. You don't care just because you don't care about cycling? No, no, I love cycling. Yeah? I don't care about steroids. Oh, you don't care that he was cheating? No. Just because they were all cheating? Yeah. And, and also, like... You're just one of those people that's just like... Just cycle for my amusement. I don't care what you're on. Well, here's the deal. I think that but, uh, I think that it doesn't make him less of a cyclist. I think that I think that he was a cyclist before he started doing steroids. And I think a lot of these guys who do the drugs were that before, and they got an extra boost. And I think everyone's getting an extra boost. They're just staying ahead of the testing. And also, like I, if I took steroids, I couldn't win the Tour de France. Dave's new reality show. <laughs> You should pitch that. That's, that's the concept. I take like, steroids and try to do things. Yeah. Well, that basically, the idea is how much you know effect did the drugs take? Right. Right. Yeah. So that you, they put you on all the drugs that Lance Armstrong was on, and then I try and to see how you go. <laughs> and then they can work out how much was the drugs. Yes. And how much was me? And, and yeah. then they're like, "Well, you didn't do anything." <laughs> So we don't. It was all drugs. <laughs> uh, but what, what would you say to the argument? Because, uh, like, I mean, there's part of me that is because I don't actually care about cycling at all. So there's part of me that's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, take whatever drugs, get it done in a week. You yeah. know, get it done in a yeah. day and a half. Like, mm-hmm. if it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, that's really. And exciting. if a few people explode on the way, or <laughs> like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, if yeah. if you've all signed a consent form mm-hmm. and that's going to happen, maybe that's part of it. But there's. I read uh, David Walsh's book, That Seven Deadly Sins, and David Walsh was that Irish journalist who kind of pursued Armstrong right from the uh-huh. the start, mm-hmm. right from the tour, tour of renewal where they were all meant to be not on drugs and came yeah. back and 
were faster than the year before. Uh-huh. And that that would be part of my argument, not to excuse Lance Armstrong because I, I don't, but um, part of my argument would be that sort of thing of going, part of the problem here is that cycling just did not want to know about this. Right. Right? Like, you know... Of course it didn't. It most like of, baseball didn't want to know about steroids. Yeah, they just didn't want to know. Because the evidence was all there. It was all there. Like, if you, if you look at this stuff... Like the the funny thing is because I was one of those people because I never cared that much about cycling. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to believe the Lance Armstrong thing. So whenever the stories would come out that something maybe had happened, I'd always believe whatever the PR. Uh-huh. Ah, it's just the Europeans being jealous. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> blah blah blah. But when you when you read these books yeah. and you see the evidence, like it was literally there, obvious to everyone yes. from the start. Yes. So there's part of me that goes. I call him really, really harshly on cheating the first time, right? Okay. But there's part of you that after you cheat the first time and so blatantly and so obviously and no one does anything about it, that you must think, all right, well, this seems fine with everybody. (laughs) Like you take a dog to a restaurant and if after a while no one kicks you out because you got a dog there, you assume that you can take a dog to that restaurant. Exactly. Now, if one day someone says, there's a sign on the sword that says no dogs, you're like, oh, well, I did say that, but... But I've been bringing, I've been bringing dog this in dog here for a while. That's the thing about it is like, I mean, I know Australians don't watch baseball, but there was a time when it wasn't illegal to do steroids, and they're all doing steroids, and they all of a sudden became these gigantic men hitting a ball, yeah, like absurdly enormous, and they're all breaking all these records, and then all of a sudden everyone started getting upset about it in the press, and then they made it illegal, and it's like, well, you've got these. You've allowed giant men yeah. to exist for 10 years. Right. And now you want to tell giant men not to exist. Yeah. Like, that's... And it just doesn't matter. Here's the other thing. Athletes have been using drugs forever. Amphetamines. Like, all kinds of things that are performance enhancing. Right. So I don't know why steroids... Like, I get it. You want them to be pure. But it's never been pure. It never has been. But isn't that idea... Like and this is and this would be my argument against the, the, the that, that sort of philosophy of like everyone was cheating so uh-huh. yeah he should be able to cheat. Um, isn't the idea that all those people did have a choice which was to not cheat and there was some people along the way sure. who didn't cheat uh-huh. and so they cheated those people like you know the people that he sued the people that they go after the people who you know like even the thing with the Livestrong thing with Lance Armstrong yeah. it's like who's not to say. The, the dude who would have won that race if everyone had to compete honestly. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Who's not to say he he wouldn't have been like the next big fucking you know, right. charity guy. True. He could have done twice as much work. That's very He true. could have cured cancer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we will never hear from him because of Lance Armstrong. But I would say this. I would say that he's uh, he's kind of a pussy for not doing steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he such a coward? All right, uh, we should uh, <laughs> we should finish up in a minute. I know that will take a little while to do. So uh, I didn't explain anything about the podcast. So I, that the was next one. Should I do that in the next? That one? That is so tofop. Yeah, to just not. <laughs> you guys would always like have something to say, and then you'd never fucking say it. Well, and then at the end, you'd be like, "Well, we'll do that next time." Right. Well, okay. Well, uh, tune in next time. Dave's going to come back. Um, yeah, I'll be back. We're just going to do it now. <laughs> Join the mystique of show business. <laughs> I might go to the bathroom and there we okay. go. <laughs> uh-
<laughs> now, um, just before I, I push stop, do I just push stop? Is that all I have to do, or do I have to push something no, more ma- magical uh, than stop? You can you can just hit the record button again, and it will stop. The record one again? Yep, hit that little Not red light. This is very exciting. The well, it's getting one. down on the floor, and he is. <laughs>